Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm the world's most well-known Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor, a self-proclaimed resiliency expert, and uh, the founder of Journey to Success Radio, as well as the creator of the Journeys to Success uh, book series, which is an international best-selling book series. Uh, find out more about the radio show uh, at our website. It's pretty easy to remember. Same as the show, journeytosuccessradio.com. I met our amazing guest today at Mo Mondays in Niagara Falls when I spoke a few weeks ago at Ronnie Fisher's event. And I was so impressed by her talk uh, that I invited her to be on the show today. Uh, fellow, uh, uh, I was going to say a fellow Canadian, but Niagara Falls is what I was meant to say, is like about an hour's drive from Toronto where I live. And many people, used to be known as the honeymoon capital of the world. Ronnie Fisher puts on an amazing show every Monday. And our guest today was there. Her name is Julia Ketsivo. She's an award-winning entrepreneur, a focus coach and strategist, and a motivational speaker. She's helped C-suite employees, small businesses, and professionals maximize their potential for the results they want in both their personal and professional lives. She's helped structure business models, lifestyle balance, and transition paths for clients in Canada, the U.S., and parts of Africa. She's also an active member of several international organizations in which she, hold le- she holds leadership positions and an official member of the Forbes Coaches Council. Ooh, Forbes. I love Forbes. Her articles can be read on Forbes.com under leadership. Amongst other noted publications, she was also schooled at Western University, which is a well-known University near uh, Toronto. Welcome to the show today, Julia. Oh, thank you, Tom, for having me. Pleasure. It was uh, uh, I was a touch by your talk last week, and it, it covers over or whenever it was a few weeks ago, and it covers a lot of the things uh, that I uh, uh, speak about. And well, and so let's get into it and talk about uh, because a lot of your talk talks about fear, getting over fear or obstacles, and uh, uh, of anything, of any skill, uh, likely in this day and age, if you have that resilience or the ability to overcome fear and do what you need to do or must do, uh, that will get you ahead faster than anything else. So how do po- some people get over fear or obstacles faster than other people so that maybe other people who are a little slower at it can also get faster at getting over their fears and obstacles as well? Oh, yes. Uh, I agree. Everything that you just said there is so true. And I think the, one of the things that we always have to keep in mind is what it is that we're going for. Um, I believe we all experience some fear and some element, right? Even if you've been doing this for a while, um, every time you push yourself to reach a new level or try something different, you'll always come up with, with a little bit of fear, even old fear that will rise up. But if your vision is powerful enough, that is what it is that you're looking at, the end goal, that that surely should motivate you 
so that you know, just keep your eye on that prize, and you'll find yourself wading through some very, very you know, uh, rough seas. Right, exactly. But that takes an extreme uh, focus of thought and a burning, hot, burning purpose. And one of the things I get asked for help most about is people to know what is their purpose, why are they here. So mine in one sentence, followed by about six other sentences, how to do it, is simply my God-given purpose is to encourage as many people as possible to live positively with and through the many and very challenges of life. And so if people can develop their own purpose, why are they here, what are they there for, doesn't that really help them with fears and obstacles? Because they can see that no matter what they go through, in the end there is a purpose to their life that they've chosen, they feel they were created for. Uh, it's easy to keep easier to keep your eye on it and off the obstacles than if you have really no idea in the world why you are actually here. Yes, yes, and we're all created for something, and human beings derive a lot of pleasure from doing that thing that that they're supposed to. We're purpose-driven, you know. So we're not just we're not just here to just not do anything. And, and when you're driven by your purpose, like you said, and having that focus on it, or when you're uh, driven by service, whatever that may be, just life takes on a whole different meaning, and problems are not problems, they're opportunities. And by that I mean that, you know, you just have the mindset now to look at them and say, okay, so how can I use this, or, you know, what is this teaching me, or how can I allow myself to let this experience happen? Right. I love it. I love it. And so uh, I find in life, and uh, I know you do as well from your talk, uh, uh, a lot of people are uh, afraid to uh, tip the boat. They're afraid to be different. Maybe they're afraid to be unique. Maybe they're afraid to speak up. And tipping the boat can be in a lot of different aspects of life, can it? It can be tipping the boat in uh, your work. It could be tipping the boat in a new way of eating or exercising or in a relationship or a marriage. But so many people are just uh, content with their day-to-day -day routine. They don't want to tip the boat and they don't want to make too much change. Uh, why are so many people uh, afraid of, of that in their lives? You know, Tom, I've discovered that we will do just about anything for approval. <laughs> approval is so intrinsically in us. And I believe it's also tied to... Uh, just our sense of being and well-being and that feeling of being loved and you don't you don't want to not be liked you don't want to not fit in you don't want to not uh, be that person who is smiled upon and the truth is even if you remember the days of going to school like for example I was a very antsy kid right so you know one of my teachers used to always say Julia spit like a girl I don't know what that meant I was just <laughs> <laughs> but I was different, you know, so you'll always have that kid, especially in the school settings, that's what I always remember is you'd hear that, you know, this kid who's just being different and is being told constantly, just settle down or put your head down or keep your, you know, your legs in or move your elbows, you know, just fit in, here's your box, fit in, what's wrong with you? Right. And we will do anything for that approval. Right. And that is sad. 
and that is sad. And a lot of times, especially if in, we're in this North American culture, the media is trying to tell us what we need to do to fit in, whereas our heart is often telling us something that we really, really want to do. We know yeah. we, we might get some, uh, you know, uh, challenges back or disapproval from parents or bosses or spouses or loved ones, or um, um, but we just... Uh, you know, we want to fit in, we want to do what everyone else is doing, the media tells us what people are, just don't want to be that person who, uh, as you said, is not liked. And if you can't get over that, uh, it's going to be very tough to pursue your purpose. And for instance, for myself, my purpose is pretty narrow and I'm very positive. So a lot of conversations with people make no sense to me because like, I don't talk about weather, I don't talk about traffic, I don't talk about murders, I don't talk about anything on a news net, negative news network. A lot of conversations that ordinary people have is just like, I'm sorry, I don't know about it, and I, you know, here's something positive, let's talk about this instead. And so a lot of times you do have to stand out and be different, and people are, some people are not going to like it. And uh, actually, you and I know that's actually a good thing, because when you know your purpose, and you're stating it out, and you're sharing it, uh, you want the people on your team and in your circle who are, uh, encouraging you as opposed to the ones who are like throwing rocks at you and saying you'll never do it so it's kind of a way of figuring out who's in your boat let's say once you tip it yes yes and you just said it so right um, Tom when you said you know uh, like the things that you like to talk about or the things that you don't pay attention to and it's so easy for someone to feel like that, like maybe there's something wrong because, you know, regular superficial conversations are just not your cup of tea and you can't even fake it. But the truth is it's just a matter of finding your tribe. And your tribe would be the purpose-driven people. You know? Right. It would be the people who really, truly, passionately are steeped in their purpose. Those are your people. You'll be so at home with them. <laughs> you have <laughs> these kinds of conversations with them. Right, and isn't it fun to find out which ones those are? And for instance, like uh, all the Napo all the Napoleon. I've been on a lot of Napoleon Hill Foundation trips and seen amazing sights. But what do I remember about the trips? I remember the people because they're purposeful. They're from all over the world. They love Napoleon bulls. And so, as you said, when you're able to tip the boat, see the people that are like throwing the anchor and trying to get you out of the boat and seeing which ones are encouraging you in the boat and helping you steer it. Uh, it's nice to be around that tribe, the people who Absolutely. are encouraging, right? Yes, yes. Yes, it makes it worth it. <laughs> it makes it worth it to go through the trouble of saying, here I am, here's what I want to do, here's where I'm feeling led and purposeful, and some will like it, some will not like it, but the ones that will will be the ones that will be cheering you on. How can I help? Who can I introduce you to? You know, uh, what do I need to help you with? And so when we talk about this, this is, gets into another thing about our habits. And... Uh, you know, there's some habits I like. I like habits. I like routines. I like my morning routine. I like being at home and doing what I do and having my habits. 
and that are like cycles that I do every day. But there are ones habits where you come from work, you're exhausted, you turn on the TV, <laughs> you don't do anything productive the rest of the day, you get up like 38 seconds before you actually have to get ready and you know, <laughs> get out the door. And so we have some habits as well where we don't even, A, think about what really drives us and what we real the impact we want to make on our lives. And it just causes us to go through a daily, uh, what the Napoleon Hill called in the book, Outwitting the Devil, drifters. People mm -hmm, who just mm -hmm. drift day to day because of their habits. So talk about those positive and negative habit cycles because those are what, what you do on a daily basis in, with your habits. Really, it is what determines who you are, what, yep. other, what impact you make on other people, and what if people are going to say. Uh, when they're at your funeral, you did for them in their lives. Yep. So for me, I find that you know we think uh, success or what our results are going to be or what it is that we want to do. We have to think it because we have these grand plans, these visions, we sell these plans. Honestly, all you have to do is look at your Them, then you're well on your way. So forget the plans, forget all of that good stuff. All of that is nothing if you don't have the habits to sustain that. And I know this because I was that person for a long, long time. Um, the way I'm wired is I see the visions. I'm a great, great, great person with that, you know, the, the vision. And when it came to the small details, I just, you know, I just rather miss those steps and just skip them and just get to the, the, the outcome, the picture that I wanted. But you got to do those small steps, and those small steps are the habit. So, you know, we're really great at following through for other people, but we're terrible when it comes to ourselves. So making that commitment to, to do for yourself what you will do for others, because it's only then that you will see the results. So if you tell yourself, you know, I'm calling five people, call five people before you do anything else, and put things in your way that will prevent you from doing anything else. And that's what I did for myself, you know. When it came to quitting some habits like smoking, when it came to working from home, which is what I do for my business, um, there are things that I put in my way because I know myself so well. And until that habit becomes powerful enough to overtake and just, you know, <laughs> run on its own, you have to be that vigilant person who's like, whatever happens in whatever season, this is the one thing that I must do, and I must do it diligently until I start to get those dividends. And the dividends will be when you've mastered it. Right, and the dividends often, even though you have that daily effort, the dividends may not show up for several years, and you have to have, yep. trust, you have, to have trust in the little processes every day that are going to show up two, three years from now. So you really have to have that uh, purpose and that vision where you're like, okay, I know this is annoying to do today, and I have to do it, <laughs> and it takes 20 minutes of my time, but three years from now, I'm going to be so happy I spent this 20 minutes and that's where we yes. really have to start focusing our even if because like you and I there's things we do every day as habits that we don't enjoy doing but we have nope. to do them anyway uh, yeah well I have rheumatoid arthritis I don't like working out I'm already sore and tired to start with so uh, you know if I decided based on that whether to work out or not uh, I would never work out but I've decided and I make it a habit and so because it's a habit I, I know to ignore all that negative 
telling me, hey, you have an excuse not to work out today. Yes. Well, let yes. me tell, let's talk about your story a bit more because I love stories. And hey, I wrote, yes. I'm the creator of Journeys to Success. So <laughs> when you say uh, you have clients in Africa, I cannot remember. You came from Africa or born there? That's and right. Then yep, I, yep, I was born there and I moved to Canada when I was 17. So I was born in East Africa. It's uh, Nairobi, Kenya. Mm-hmm. It's a great hub for a lot of uh, world headquarters for com- you know organizations like WHO and um, uh, a lot of our organizations. Uh, they have their hub there. It's a really great country. It's a tropical nation. Mm, sounds nice and warm for someone who uh, you and I living in Toronto and the winters mm-hmm. that we have there. And so talk yeah. about, uh, uh, I always think this is a tremendous courage thing, uh, like moving from one country to another. Like if I move from one country to another and like who did you move with? Did your parents come with you or anybody? Uh, so I moved, uh, yes, yeah. so I moved with my uh, immediate family and we moved to London, Ontario. Now before moving to Canada, I, Canada was nowhere, you know, I didn't even, you know, you know the countries that exist, but <laughs> it was just not, <laughs> it was Canada, what? And then <laughs> London, Ontario was something else that just, oh, that was, uh, it was really, really difficult, especially if you're a teenager, and teenagers, you know, your friends are your life, right? Right. And school is your life, and that's your whole world, and you also have, like, your first boyfriend, so for me, that was a time when... Um, you know, my, my father had just passed away and we're just getting into the, the swing of things in a new school and I just, I was beginning to experience the joys of, I guess, uh, being a teenager when we, when we moved to Canada and it, and it was that typical first immigration experience where, you know, you land and then you gotta go running, like you start running the next day, you know, running to get registered into the system, to find a place to stay, to right. find a job. And um, wow. in Kenya, you didn't typically start working until you're 18. So even small concepts like work was just really foreign. Wow. Wow. Like, uh, you know, I can't even think of, like, my wife and her are saying, like, we can't even move to, we were thinking of a city, like, five hours away because, well, then... We're far away from our mothers, and we're far away from our granddaughter, and here you're, like, moving different uh, uh, weather, different, uh, like, Toronto, Ontario, I don't know if you all, listeners from all over the world world on this show, but Toronto, Ontario is one of the most culturally diverse cities on the planet, but I don't know about London, Ontario, when you moved there, and what I think in my head, (laughs) uh, I'm thinking not the most culturally diverse compared to Toronto. No, Uh, no, not at all. A different climate, not as many people that look like you, and Uh uh, all new friends, and like, as you said, even the concept of an evening is like, oh my god, I, I don't even know how to get a job or what I could do. Yep. <laughs> uh, that must be just, uh, because as you know, when I, when I talk about, when I talk about just the blessing of living in Canada, we have an amazing country, but when you come here from another yeah. country, your whole family must be almost filled with fear and must be like, they must have to make efficient use of every second of every day just yeah. to survive and get registered. Absolutely. And you know what it does is, um, so also just arriving and then going straight into the university system, I, I didn't really have that socialization process, right? Because in university, you had everybody from everywhere, like, you know, it was just mm-hmm. straight into Western. And then you're working so hard just to, to 
to get yourself to that place where you can now breathe a little in terms of settling down, finding a job in your field, stay for the parents and for yourself, just sort of um, trying to make the decisions that will help you in the long run. Because at the same time, while you're just trying to fit in, or you know, in the actual society, you're also thinking, okay, but in 10 years, you know, is this the job that I want to do? So what do I need to do? Right. So a lot of socialization kind of gets missed out. And um, it, it, it just, I ended up uh, experiencing really, really long bouts of loneliness and social awkwardness. You know, like, even if I went to a gathering of my peers, we had such different things in mm. our, on our minds, right? Right. Like, <laughs> right. Like, and it just, and it made me really aware of difference. Because remember, up until I moved to Canada, I was just a part of, I was just a part of a society as well, right? So it, right. it made me really aware about difference, difference in people, the diversity, again, because I was part of a majority in Kenya. So for me, anybody who didn't look like me, you know, I, I didn't consider them. I didn't care. Right. I was part of the majority. Right. But again, here, I was really forced to consider a lot of things uh, in, in a different light. And, and, you know, it's always, always in hindsight, but I got to tell you, I... I'm so, so grateful <laughs> for that experience. I would never go through it again. Never. Right. But there's something about starting from nothing and that, that really builds up your resilience so that, you know, those are not your fears when you think about embarking on new things. Right, right. You know, right. those are not the things that stop you. You're not afraid of, oh, I have so much to lose. Are you kidding me? Right, right, right. You you left a whole country, a whole different culture and and uh, a climate and everything. And so not only, as you said, every 18-year-old that's going into university has that challenge of, okay, 10 years from now, five years from now, what is this uh, de degree going to help me to do? And in Africa, it's not like you've worked since you're 16 or 15 to get a hand, a handle at different things. And so not only the stress of that, and, and if you're born and raised in Canada, you know what's possible for future jobs. You might have been able to search skilled trades. You might have been able to do a ton of research for a bunch of years before you get to your after high school. But you just land here and you're like, okay, 18, what are you going to do? You got to pick mm -hmm. what you're going to do. And then you also have that whole thing of a whole new culture. So that's pretty challenging. And so this is where I'm known uh, for my positive mental attitude. It's a matter of what you think with your 60 to 70,000 thoughts. So it, it, it would be easy. It would have been easy and is easy in life for when you are going through what you went through to have those 60 to 70,000 thoughts be predominantly negative or unsuccessful. Uh, this is too hard. I can't do it. I, a whole new country. And uh, here's a list of 78 excuses why I'm thinking I can't do this. Whereas other people are predisposed to think of, there's a great new opportunity. I could start anew. This is a great country. Uh, why are some people, are some people predisposed? Because this is something I've tried to figure out. Should I spend and invest my time trying to make this person think successfully <laughs> or think positively? Or is this going to be a case where I can't do it and I should go on to the next person? Are some people predisposed to think positively, successfully? And can, uh, and can people maybe be changed from 
predisposed to thinking on the negative side to predisposed to thinking on the positive side? Well, I've found that if you, you know, if you look at a, a person and, and maybe you, you see the things that really block them, the way that they think, that all you have to do is just honestly look at the tree. So they're a fruit, you know, just look at the parents. And it's not to blame the parents, not at all. This is not a blaming game. But you only teach what you know. And, and, and uh, children, we consume everything, you know, and this right. is scientifically proven. We just consume everything without filter up until a certain age, right? So up until we're seven years old, we're just taking it all in. Whatever mom said, whatever dad said, whatever mom did, whatever mm -hmm. dad did, or the guardians or the teachers. And, and I found when I have particularly, I call them stubborn spirits, when I have people whom, you know, I can just see they just stuck and they have no interest in going anywhere. When I look at their parents and when I look at their grandparents, I just see this um, generational thing that's just passed down, passed down, passed down that makes it so difficult for them to break through because, again, they want that approval and they're not looking mm. to be different. You know, they're not looking to start up the, the, the pot that... You must have that one person who is just courageous. I think we all have things that are passed down. You know, we're human, so we're not going to be perfect as much as we try. Even right. with us and all of our learning and applying the principles of Think and Grow Rich and, and all the other things that we do with uh, Napoleon Hill and others, there's still something that we're going to do that's off, right? right. But if, if we're courageous enough in each generation to, to, to really step back and be self-aware and say, I'll keep this information, I'll discard this, then we begin to get better because we begin to, to tweak on what's really awesome and we begin to let go of what just doesn't serve us anymore. Right, right. I like it. I like it. And so uh, uh, a lot of people, and it is true, uh, uh, following your dreams it can be expensive, not just financially, but in your life. Or why would some people say that following your dreams is like unrealistic? Because lots of people will think that. Yes. I think that's the default excuse, first of all. I think right. that people will just say that it's unrealistic without really thinking about it. Um, I find that that is used more commonly than anything else. Now, following your dreams is uh, if we look at it from a global scale, it is it is expensive in the sense that mass society has not accepted dreams as a way as a commodity, right? Because there's no way to really commodify, you know, aspects that you know, love, passion. <laughs> there's just no way. So what you can't easily turn into something that is money and can be duplicated, then just gets spit out. And and what we do is then the emphasis is on on other ways of of living, which have nothing to do with dreams. Now, people say that uh, dreams are expensive because they associate them with hobbies. But what I always um, teach and practice is if you take the same work ethic and you take the same principles that you would use at another job and apply them to your dreams, you should get different results. Right. You better get different results. <laughs> And you always have spare time. If you know, if, if you just search online, what is the average number of hours people consume watching television, video games, all that in a week? That's it. Take that time 
and start focusing on your purpose, what you're really excited about. Spend some time on it. This is social media. You can t contact the most influential people in the field or interest of your choice uh, somewhat easily in this day and age. So uh, you have to make the choice, yes, oh, I have a job. Well, what? You're still one of the people that spends, you know, 30 plus hours a week, maybe even more, don't know what the average number is, consuming something where you're sitting there being entertained. Mm -hmm. So get mm -hmm. off of that and get on to purposely serving, purposely working on your dream. There's always something you could do even today, even if you just follow someone you admire on Twitter or Facebook or something and and comment on something they said or start learning. There's always something you can do, but you have to decide to stop doing something with your uh, inefficient time usage and do something purposeful instead, right? That's the key. You just got to, and you know, even when people would say that, oh, I don't have the money, honestly, if you just go back and without any judgment, Look at every single line item for the last 30 days on, you know, your debits, your credit cards, every single um, means of payment. And you just add up, take one, one um, non-essential item, coffee shop, and just add up those amounts for those 30 days. You will be so surprised at how much money you're using. And it's not to say, oh, you know, uh, you know just don't have any luxuries, but it's just to show you it's all a matter of choice. If, if it's really important to you, and if you can see in your future that this is something that you want to do that's different, then you will find a way. You right. will make those cuts now so that you can get what you want tomorrow. Right. And this goes along with what we talked about earlier, a little bit different. Going without is like, man, if you have an old uh, you know, iPhone 5, I had one just till recently, then I... They stop servicing or something anyway, I've got a new phone. But, you know, if you can go without something and some things, you can reinvest that towards your dream, your purpose. Mm -hmm. Oh, if there's a special missionary group or a group of people that helps people, and you'd be like, wow, I really wish I and help them out, you know. I, I, uh, well, you can. You can find time to volunteer because turn off the TV and go volunteer. And you can look at one of those non-essentials. And guess what? If you give 35 bucks to some organization mm -hmm. that's helping people in a third world country, that 35 bucks is like, uh, you know, thousands of dollars in that third world country. All you did was you stopped watching something that was entertaining you and you stopped spending money on something that... You just do because, well, my friend and I go to Starbucks every day. <laughs> my friend and I go to my coworker, and I always have a Tim Hortons blah, 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 and help that organization that I really love. Well, you watched TV and you spent uh, 50 bucks this month on coffee. So mm -hmm. That's it. You paid for a membership to the gym that you never use. Cut that out and exercise in your house and outside, you know, there's always something that can be done. Right, and if your purpose is strong, going in without something today to really be able to create a legacy. I talk about working backwards to even think about your legacy when you're gone. Yes. And it's, you're, you know, people are talking to your husband, wife, brothers, sisters. This person did this for me. And so uh, if you have that in mind, how you want people to think of you and the impact you want to make, a lot of things you can go without. Uh, 
um, uh, when you have that strong purpose. Just like I can go without, what do I care about reading anything negative news or listening to any radio exactly. or participating? I can also choose instead, like, oh, what do I care if someone saw that I had that iPhone 5 until last year? Like, for me, I'm short and small. It fit in my pocket perfectly. I have arthritis, so it <laughs> fit in good. my hand perfectly. It made phone calls and did my texts and emails. I was like, perfectly good for me. <laughs> and so if you can go without because you have a strong purpose and you're willing to be one of those boat tippers where people will be like, well, that phone is so last year or that car is so old, you need a new one. Uh, you can really stand out, but the standing out doesn't happen until a few years down the road and while you're tipping a boat and having people a little bit crazy, right? Yes, yes, yes. It's, uh, yeah, look at what you want tomorrow and then start today. All right, and think of it today. Think of what you want instead of what you don't want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you're getting resistance from people, uh, in a lot of cases, when you get resistance from people or the rock throwers or the people trying to tip your boat all the way over, uh, there are choices in life. There are a lot of those relationships where you can disengage or lower your engagement. Um, sometimes you're married <laughs> to them or, you know, family where you mm -hmm. just really can't. But you can choose to get a larger group of, as we talked about, your tribe where like, you get together and you just talk for hours and nobody mentions a single complaint or problem and you're both so excited about each other's plans. You're like, oh, wow, we talked for like three hours. Nobody complained once and we're both so excited for each other. Those are the, 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 the people you want to find and spend more time around, right? You, you're speaking my language. And, you know, if it means... So when I was transitioning from the corporate world to um, starting my own business and also just making a lot of lifestyle choices, you know, the habits on all of that is good stuff, but really it's the people that, you know, cutting them was what really let me know that I was serious because a lot of times we try to make changes, but then we keep the same company. It's not going to happen. It's not going to work out. Um, you know, that's where the pressure comes in. And, and, you know, sometimes we think that we are above the pressure or we can do without it, but you're just making life so much more difficult for yourself by keeping yourself surrounded by, by people who are not where you want to go and definitely not where you are. And so I got rid of all those relationships, and it was one of the best things that I did for myself because then it allowed, it really did allow the space to meet people who were more like me and people whom I admired. And like you said, I was able to reach out on, on social media and, you know, that fear of, oh, this celebrity, which, are you kidding me? These are all humans. It's just that they're at a, a certain place that right. you want to, that you admire. And then so reaching out to them um, and having them reach back because we are all into connection and, and people can tell. You know, just from a conversation, you can tell if someone, you know, where someone's head is and, and, and where their heart is. And, and you'll, you'll be so surprised by how welcoming people are, how people welcome you into their fold. But you just got to be courageous and, and, and leave the old relationships behind and trust that you're going to find the new ones that will definitely be the right fit for you. 
Right, right. Difficult process. But in this day and age, even, you know, with social media, if you read a book that you love or you really particular love a particular person, the way they think or who they are, it's pretty easy to follow them, pretty easy to compliment them, pretty easy to learn from them. And Jesus, I've learned from Journey to Success Radio. I've asked like enormously successful people to interview them and yeah. Wow, such a surprisingly percentage, high percentage say yes because once they got to the point they are at, uh, money is not really a, a, a thing they're yeah. chasing. What they're chasing instead is to help other, encourage other people because at some point in their life they too were from another country or totally broke or their wife was like having yeah. to take a job or name a number of obstacles that were there. But now we say, well, oh, look at them. <laughs> he's yes. so hot hotty totty but at some point he was like brokey brokey and nobody knows yeah. that story and so that's why uh out and find out from those people what did you do when those <laughs> dark nights of the soul came and how did you keep every mm-hmm. day doing those habits that got you closer to your purpose oh yeah i i hear you for me i'll definitely say that um I, I really have a strong spiritual faith and I also have this this indomitable will and I, I, I'm pretty sure it's because I had, there's some things that happened in my childhood that were difficult and then also um, in my young adulthood and those are the things that really pushed me to fight to live, you know, mm-hmm. um, where you just, you just will not take no for an answer, <laughs> you don't care right. what life is throwing at you, you know, it's not an option. <laughs> Right, and you, and the stronger you can be like that, the better you're going to be in life no matter where you live or what you go through. Yes, yes. And you yes. talk about faith, and then like, boy, you know, I rarely talk about it. I talked about it at Mo Mondays because you're supposed to talk about your story, but living in pain 24-7 throughout your body is freaking uncomfortable. It's really difficult to always answer amazing. But when you know what you're why God allowed this or you have faith that this has a purpose so that you yeah. encur- you can encourage other people who are going yeah. through their own obstacles to stay positive throughout their obstacle, then you're like, okay, yes, this is a really, yeah. today, like a crappy day, like I'm in a... Yeah enormous amount of pain but I can be like but if I get through today I can encourage someone else to get through today and so that's like your story as well Uh, coming from a different country whole brand new culture if you can help people overcome their fears like you're doing uh, with your coaching then they can experience some of the amazingly cool things that are possible in life with any dream in this day Napoleon Hill said, what the mind of man can conceive and believe, if you believe it, it can achieve. And so, uh, wow, this has been uh, a lot of fun. Two people that think a lot alike. We've both been through some obstacles. And sometimes uh, (laughs) I used to drive a guy to dialysis. And he said, wow, boy, Tom, I'm sure glad I don't have arthritis because I could never, I hate pain. He said, it would just drive me nuts. I said, oh, my God, I have one phobia. It's that any needle in a vein, like a blood test. And if you go for a dialysis, that's your whole life is like, ginormous needles in your vein and so i think with our with our different stories i would never want to move to another country a whole (laughs) new culture different environment and probably you wouldn't want to be going through mine but what we learn what we learn through what we learn through our journey 
gives us the ability to encourage other people that, okay, you know, you feel it, but uh, let's help you get to where you want and that inner dream that you're really maybe even nervous to vocalize because you're not sure what kind of response you're going to get. Agreed. And and I like what you said because I find that it is true that um, I, I wouldn't say that we ask for our pain, but you really do find that it was crafted for you, right? So when you think about some of the things that you go through, uh, only you could really bear this with, with, with aid, but it's just, you know, you could never trade it with anyone right. else. It's it's yours, and and when I think about, uh, I find it interesting that sometimes uh, someone comes for your help just after you maybe have a really bad episode, and and when that person comes to you, you're so much better able to help them and comfort them because you know exactly what they're talking about. Right, right. Like you completely can emphasize, and and a lot of times it may be that. You know, it's a fraction of what you've had to go through because you, you've gone through more, but all the more so then that you can really give them those that wisdom that will really help them pull through. Right, and you have the courage to just actually point it out. As you won't just have yeah. a, oh, a, how are you doing today? You're going to be no. able to have the courage to say, I know that, you know, this must be a whatever, whatever, embarrassing or difficult, uh, you know, and, and you're able to help them really talk about it because in today's society, you know, in church, how you doing? Ooh, I'm amazing. I'm oh, amazing. yeah, all is well. Woo. All is yeah. well. But when Pain you can really, when you can get to the heart of something and share a common challenge you had, then someone else is able to open up and say, well, yeah, you're right. I am really feeling like great embarrassed or sad or discouraged or insert whatever adverb or adjectives those words are in that sentence and and that's where you can really help people to uh, see above their challenge see to go down the road to their purpose and take steps today that although they may be baby steps are still going to get you closer than if you did no baby steps today Now listen to me. I'm. I, I said this even on an interview yesterday. I got all the way to the end. Didn't say your website. And Katsibo is not easy to spell. <laughs> uh, so say it a few times. Spell it out because people be like, oh, is that a K? this or a that letter? So spell out and how do people to find you? Okay. So you can find me on my website. It's juliacatsivo.com, and I'll just spell that for you. So Julia, J-U-L-I-A, and the last name is K as in Kevin, A, T as in Tom, S as in Sam, I, V as in Victor, O. So that's dot com. K as in, yes, dot com, uh, Julia Katsivo. K as in Kevin, A, T as in Tom, S as in Sam, I, V as in Victor, O. And uh, you can find me there. I'm also on social media. So the thing I love about Google is just type in the first and last name. Right. <laughs> it just brings everybody and everything together. I really love that. Uh, you could do the same as well and, and find me on all the other different uh, platforms, you know, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Google+. 
Pinterest. Um, nice. <laughs> All of them, them. right. Yeah. Instagrams, yeah. whatever. We're going to, I see we weren't linked on LinkedIn, so we're going to do that. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, all those things. So, Julia Katsivo, uh, as you said, Google's our best friend. Uh, I guess there's other search <laughs> engines, but I always just use the word Google. So, Google her name and you'll find just a little bit more about her. And uh, uh, it was so fun meeting you at Mo Mondays. What an amazing, uh, fun time with this interview. We both, uh, uh, although we had different obstacles and challenges, we both know uh, the fears and uh, challenges and habits that you have to uh, take on a daily basis to overcome them, right? Yes. Amen. Oh, it's such a, I love listening to your story and I love what you do and what you continue to do. So being on your um, radio show is just a blessing for me. I, I just, um, I'm really happy about this. It's really great to meet you and what you do. Amen. Have yourself a great day and uh, we'll uh, be following you uh, with interest. And uh, thanks so much for the show today. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email tom at tomtutall.com for details.